With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is Victor Ruiz, your host of Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. I'd like to say happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope you are going to have a nice day with your sweetie, with your sweetheart and your sweetie. Uh, today, also, just don't forget about the Black History Month. Uh, there's many different people that you can learn about, especially Garrett Morgan, who is a black inventor who uh, came up with two things, the gas mask invention and the three position light signal so traffic lights things like that were pretty much invented by him and everybody else uh, uh there's so many different inventors out there that are uh, fascinating to look at so definitely check that out so today i'd like to dedicate this show today we're doing coping with depression last week we did coping with anxiety this week we're doing coping with depression i'd like to dedicate this uh episode to all those individuals who unfortunately either are dealing with depression or have a loved one with depression. So I'm dedicating this show to you. Um, You know, depression is a debilitating disease, um, but it is something that we can overcome through a lot of support, a lot of involvement in treatment and being uh, able to be flexible with our treatment. We have to be eclectic in our treatment. Uh, The first half, I want to talk about what is and what is not depression. A lot of people confuse depression with uh, sadness. Um, sometimes when people become uh, involved in grief, uh, we tend to feel like that is depression. But in normal s- circumstances, uh, depression, uh, we're going to go through all the different types of depression. Uh, so we're going to look at that. It's, now, I can be uh, found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to call in the show today, it's 516-418-5773. That's, again, 516 418 5773. I'd like to hear from you, hear your comments, what, if you've uh, been experiencing depression and you want to talk about it, feel free to talk to the show, uh, call it the show. All right, so let's look at what is depression. Um, depression uh, is normally understood as a, uh, a very difficult condition to deal with. It's a very serious condition. Um, one of the most serious ones is major depression, and that is a common and serious medical illness which negatively impacts the person. It impacts the person's ability, how they feel, 
how they think, and how they perform different activities of everyday life. But fortunately, depression is treatable. Uh, one of the things that we do have to do is be willing to look at all the things I want to say about depression is one, one important thing is if you start to feel sadness and it doesn't go away, um, don't wait or hesitate to speak to a professional. You want the professional that knows what they're doing, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, to come and treat you and talk to you about it and see whether you are truly depressed or is it situational depression. There's another type of depression. We can become depressed in certain situations, but then later not have it, uh, in fact, debilitate our life. It may not impact our life consistently. There are times where there's a type of depression called atypical depression, which only occurs, like I said, only occurs at certain times in certain situations or certain events in your life. And then the person's able to remove themselves from that unfortunate situation. Uh, now, depression causes feelings of sadness and a loss of interest in many different activities that you can enjoy. Now, the, the variety of emotions and physical problems that a person unfortunately deals with I'm going to tell you the following. So a person with depression symptoms, um, they can vary from mild to severe. So mild, moderate, and severe, um, depending on what depression you have. The greater your depression, you'll be seen as more clinical depression or major depression. So feeling sad or having a depressed mood, you have a loss of interest or pleasure in activities that you once enjoyed. Uh, you have changes in your appetite either weight loss or weight gain, and they're unrelated to dieting, of course. You, you tend to have trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. You have a loss of energy or increased fatigue. You're increased in purpose purposeless physical activity, such as the inability to sit still, uh, pace. Um, you also have slowed movements or problems with speech. They may be severe enough where they have to be evaluated a little bit further. You may have feelings of worthiness, excuse me, or, or guilt. You'll have difficulty thinking or concentrating or even making major decisions. So now the symptoms may also uh, appear at a certain period of time. But a lot of times when you are diagnosed with a psych, uh, psychiatric, psychiatric condition like uh, depression, it usually happens six months in a consecutive period of time or even three months. Um, you'll have a, a variety of different symptoms that I've just discussed that the psychologist or psychiatrist would look at, and they would determine whether you have a psychiatric condition enough to be treated with the medication. And there's various medications out there, anti-depression um, medications. Also, People are given some medications that have dual properties. They can take care of anxiety and, and depression at the same time. So there are times where certain individuals with depression also have anxiety, or they may also have CD or obsessive compulsive disorders. Um, I do have a show on that. It's called Obsessive Compulsive Disorders. Check that out because it talks about that intrusive thoughts and how that also impacts a person's life. Um, now, depression affects an estimated 1 in 15 adults, or 6.7% in any given year, and 1 in 6 people 
will experience depression at some time in their life. And, of course, depression can occur at any time, at any age, in any background. It doesn't discriminate. Um, it can first appear in your late teens or early 20s. Um, women are more likely than men to experience depression. Some studies have shown that one-third or 33% of women will experience a major depressive episode in their lifetime. And there's a high degree of heritability, um, approximately about 40% when first-degree relatives, parents, or children have depression, a person may have depression. So what they're basically saying is if your father had depression and was clinically depressed and you uh, you may have that. Your sibling may not have depression like you do, but you it just kind of skips a different child. So a lot of times it even happens with addiction. You'll have one parent who has alcoholism, um, the other parent doesn't, the one sibling doesn't have alcoholism or has a tendency for that, but then you have a problem with alcoholism. So it can happen also with uh, conditions. But one of the things that is most important is that we have family support. One of the things that uh, in my working with people that have mental health issues is that they said, when I have my family around me and they're helping me, um, I start to feel better. It's almost like an extra medication, uh, mind you. Um, it helps people feel connected. One of the things we do need to do is feel connected that someone is there to help us or to be around us when we're at our most problematic situation. One of the things I do recommend for all people with depression is that they speak about their depression. Be uh, open to speaking about what's going on, how they're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, and not keep that inside of them. Uh, that only um, doesn't really help. It actually harms. So you want to be able to speak about your depression and openly and be able to have a, a, a professional that you could talk with, whether it's a monthly basis or a weekly basis, even a therapist, that you can express any changes in your behavior, and they would be able to help you. So one of the things I want to talk about here is the difference between sadness, grief, and bereavement. Um, you know, a death of a loved one or a loss of a job uh, or ending of a relationship are difficult experiences in one's life. So often it's normal for feelings of sadness to occur or grief to be developed in response to such situations. These experiences uh, and of loss often might describe themselves as and most of the time people feel like they're depressed. But being sad is not the same as having depression because the grieving process is natural and unique to the individual and shares some of the same features of depression. However, both grief and depression may involve intense sadness and withdrawal from usual activities. But in grief, there's painful feelings that come in waves and emotional changes that occur due to finding uh, remembrances of, of good thoughts and thoughts of that individual. Um, but when a person is unable to get up in the morning to go to work, and it's a struggle. I've known a lot of people that have got trying to get up to go to work, and they almost have to call out because they don't have the energy to get themselves up to go to work. And they sometimes battle with this unfortunate um, situation. Do I go to work today or do I not go to work today? Do I have the energy to go to work? And they really have to push themselves to get themselves ready to go to work and ready to go places that maybe their family members or their loved one is telling them, Hey, let's go here. I have a, a job function to go to. Let's come, you know, come with me. And they really don't want to go to, and it can cause um, some friction in relationships because people want you to be a part of their life, but you're unable to do so, or you don't feel comfortable uh, because you're so depressed and you just, just can't get out of bed or you just can't really uh, 
be yourself. You, you, you want to be away from people. So there is that sense of withdrawal and that sense of I don't want to be around people right now. I don't uh, feel comfortable. So let's look at the risk factors of depression after the break. I just want to listen, let's hear this uh, message about NAMI, which is a great organization. It's NAMI.org. And let's listen to uh, this TV star talk about it. Hi, my name is Mayim Bialik, and you probably know me from The Big Bang Theory, where I play neurobiologist Amy Farrow Fowler. Well, in real life, I'm actually a trained neuroscientist who spent seven years of my life working towards a PhD specializing in obsessive compulsive disorder. My research for my thesis confirmed a significant personal connection for me with OCD. OCD is real, as are anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. I know about those as well. I also know way too much about bipolar disorder, suicidal depression, and a host of other conditions I've come in close contact with in my life. But my interest and involvement in the world of mental illness didn't start in graduate school. I come from a family full of a phenomenal set of skills and also a tremendous amount of struggle. Many in my family have lived with mental illness without help or support. As hard as it is to live with a mental health condition and not get help, it's also hard to love someone with a mental health condition when we don't know how to help. As I left my parents' home and went out into the world, I learned that people who struggle with mental health conditions are to be found in every corner of the globe, in every racial and ethnic group, and from poor and rich families alike. No family is immune from mental health conditions, and it's a rare and blessed gift to be able to get help when you or a loved one need it. I've turned to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, as a resource for myself and those I love for years. NAMI is a nonprofit organization whose goal it is to provide support and information to those living with mental health conditions or loving someone who's living with a mental health condition. NAMI does this through support groups, my personal favorite, fundraisers, public service announcements aimed to remove the stigma from mental illness, advocacy, and helplines to give you support if you or a loved one need it. It's not easy to talk about mental health conditions, but I know too many people I love who did not get help in time. And that's why I've chosen to speak out with NAMI and spread the message that I am stigma-free and everyone deserves to get the help and support they need. And NAMI can help you do that. Please consider being a part of NAMI's mission. Okay, so you heard from the Big Bang Theory star. Um, she talked about depression and her connections with depression and all that. Um, so one of the things that uh, we we tend to look at is that there's a lot of stigma out there about mental illness. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. You know, if they have a person with mental illness in their family, sometimes they even hide them or alienate themselves from their loved one because there's that stigma. Oh, you have a person in your family that has schizophrenia or depression or some other type of condition. I'm telling you that that doesn't help. Uh, the more we become acceptable that a person has a depression, uh, we can accept them a little bit more. Uh, that's going to be a much better situation. Um, we have to do more in our society for people that have these conditions and and let go of that stigma that we put on people. And I think it's just a back uh, problem with the lack of knowledge and education that people have. They don't have an understanding about the different types of uh, conditions. And people don't realize that these conditions can happen to anyone. I mean, we have major 
movie stars and uh, people in history that have had depression. I mean, we all know about the famous uh, President President Lincoln who suffered from depression. Look how wonderful and great he was. Uh, Winston Churchill was a great person, and he got he had depression and uh, and some other things along with that. Uh, the um, I remember her name. The actress. Uh, ah, can't remember her name now. Um, but anyway, she. Uh, there's many different actresses that also have had depression, uh, that have talked about it, and um, had kept it a long period of time away from people because they weren't uh, aware of how they were going to be received if they said they had a depression or had some kind of condition. So. It's something that um, you shouldn't be ashamed about, and uh, it's something that if you have it, um, you're no different than the next person just because you have it. So, And we're not defined by our illness. We're defined by what we do with our life. Like they always said, a famous guy said, it's what we do with our dashes in between our name, you know, and between the birth date, the dash is important what we do with it. It's not like who we are or, you know, it's what we do with what we have. So if you have depression – it's how you respond to your depression. How do you live with your depression? How do you adapt with your depression? So one of the ways to cope with depression is learning how to adapt and learning what it takes for you to have a blessed day every day, how to become healthier each day. So make sure you follow your doctor's guidelines, what he, she, he or she sets forth for you, what your treatment calls you to do, all those kinds of things. Uh, be around your family. Uh, not be silent. Not being silent is very problematic, so you need to be more vocal about your issues. So let's look at the risk factors of depression. The risk factor depressions are the following, uh, and they come in different, different ways. So biochemistry plays a, diff, uh, plays a role in um, the risk factor. So we have differences in certain chemicals in the brain that can contribute to symptoms of depression. We have genetics. Some depression can run in families. For example, if one identical twin has depression, the other has a 70% chance of also having the illness in some time in their life. Personality. People with low self-esteem who are easily overwhelmed by stress or who are generally pessimistic in their appearance are more likely to experience depression. There's also environmental factors. Continuous exposure to violence, neglect, abuse, and some poverty-stricken situation may result in some people having vulnerabilities to the, the uh, process of depression. Now, we have to look at how is depression treated. Depression is treated mostly by medication, psychotherapy. Um, at the, the later stages, if nothing else works, uh, something called electroconvulsive therapy, which I'll get to in a minute. But the medication, um, the brain chemistry of an individual with depression varies. So each doctor would basically try different medications based on what is working and what's not. So after a while, if something is not working, the doctor will try different medications to help that person with their, uh, their, their issues and find out how they're doing uh, every three months or every two months, depending on the uh, time frame that they want to see that person. So antidepressants, may produce some improvement with the first week or two of use, and yet uh, full benefits may not be seen after three months or two, two to three months. So if a patient feels little or no improvement after several weeks, he, his or her psychiatrist 
can alter the dose of the medication and, of course, provide a different medication, a substitute. Uh, psychiatrists usually recommend patients continue to take medication for six or more months after the symptoms have improved. Um, psychotherapy, or what people call talk therapy, um, is also used in treatment, but it's best to use it with medication, not just alone all the time. Some people have, but for the most part, they use cognitive behavioral therapy, um, and it's been most uh, helpful to effectively treat depression. And this form of therapy focuses on the problem-solving and present um, thoughts that a person has in recognizing the distorted viewpoint of that negativity that they have and help that person manage their goals and change their thoughts and behaviors with the challenges that they're facing in their life in a positive way or positive manner. So psychotherapy may involve only the individual, but it also can include other people. For example, families and couples can get together and be a part of that person's treatment to also enhance the relationships that they may have with these individuals and improve the family dynamics, which also improves the health of the person dealing with depression. So depending on the severity of the depression, treatment can take several weeks or even several months to uh, help that person. But of course it varies. Now, there is um, postpartum depression, which affects uh, women during pregnancy. Um, there is also another type of depression called seasonal depression, or what it once was called seasonal affective disorder, where most people just become depressed during the winter months. And that's because of the light, the changes in light. So the more exposure to light that we have, the greater our mood enhances itself. So if a person... Um, during a certain period of time, like the season. In the wintertime, it's because we don't have as much sunlight. The, uh, it becomes darker sooner. But in the summertime, they may have a brighter approach or might feel better. It's because we're in, um, in a better situation with the lighting. The more sunlight is out for a longer period of time, it also helps. Um, we also have bipolar disorder, which is a, uh, a combination of a mood and uh, a mood disorder and what's called a manic uh, phase. Uh, that would be the elevation of the mood going up and down. And then also bipolar disorder has a depressive part of it where a person can then feel like they're really getting depressed once they reach the peak of their mania. Um, they call this the crash or the person going downward, so they start to feel a little more depressed. That's another form of depression that a person can feel, um, but it's along with mania. Uh, then there's uh, another form of depression called dysthymia, which is a milder form of depression, not as severe. It may not affect a person uh, that significant as a major depression would. There's also premenstrual dysphoric disorder. This is, um, was added back in 2013 to the DSM-5, uh, and that's the book that puts all the mental health disorders together, and it's what the... Uh, I guess it would be the, the reference book, as you would call it, for psychiatrists, psychologists to uh, look at what a person has as far as diagnosis. So the common symptoms include in this, uh, and it's before menstruation, uh, include mood swings, irritability, anger, depressed mood marketed by anxiety or tension, and then other symptoms of that would be a decreased interest in any 
activity that they've done before, extreme problems with concentration, lack of energy, problems with fatigue, appetite, they have some food cravings, trouble sleeping, uh, sleeping too much, and a sense of being overwhelmed or out of control. And the physical symptoms may include um, tenderness of the breast, joint and muscle pain, sensation of bloatingness, that kind of stuff, or even weight gain. So that is another issue uh, that's related to depression. So there's many various forms of depression, and that's why you really need to uh, take note of your situation and where you are with your depression. And a lot of times uh, most people are not paying attention to that, and um, if they did, they could catch it sooner and they could get treated even quicker. So one thing I would like to help you with is uh, if you take this tool, it could help you. It's called uh, the RFD tool, and it has to do with intensity. Uh, when you look at the activity of your depression or anxiety, in this case depression, you want to discuss what intensity do you have, 1 to 10, how intense is your depression at the moment. Uh, the F stands for frequency, so it's how quick, uh, how many times does the episode occur in a day. And then D is duration. How long does it last? In hours, minutes, that kind of thing. And then when you do that, you can give your doctor a sense of how long you're experiencing these issues. So I mean, you may not feel depression every single day. You may just feel it more at night, more in the morning. It all depends on the person. So if you take a notice of that and you make, you jot it down in a log, how you're doing uh, with your depression, you can give that information to your doctor and that can help you uh, figure out different strategies to help you with that situation. Uh, so the, the other issues that uh, conflict with depression are uh, your responses to treatment. Uh, don't get discouraged if treatment at the beginning is not working. You want to keep trying and look and ask questions. A lot of times people don't ask enough questions about their treatment. So you want to make sure you, you ask plenty of questions and things that you're not uh, aware of, you need to find out what is the uh, difference there. Uh, so uh, another thing uh, is if you want to get more information about depression, you could go to a website that's, that's a government website. It's called um, SAMHSA. It's S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov. And that stands for Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration.gov. And that concludes our show today. I hope you enjoyed our show. Uh, we'll be back uh, next month, March 7th, same time, 1130. Uh, but you can check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can reach me uh, at vruiz at comcast.net or askgettinghealthytoday at gmail.com. And also follow me here on Blog Talk Radio. And for every episode you want to check out on Blog Talk Radio, just go to Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash getting healthy today for more of my episodes. And the episode I talked about earlier today, the episode about obsessive compulsive disorder. All right. Have a great night. Everybody enjoy your Valentine's Day and have a great week.
much for listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. This is your host, Victor Ruiz. I will see you March 7th, 1130 a.m. again at www.locktalkradio.com forward slash Getting Healthy Today. Have a nice day, everyone. God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.